Michelle, yeah. do you watch the Oscars? Um, almost never, but I did catch a couple of minutes this year, and hey. Abbott Elementary was really winning a lot of Oscars hey. this what, year. Wait, wait a minute, what are you talking about? You're talking about something else. Are you talking about the Oscars? Yeah. Well, the Oscars haven't happened yet, but you're talking Maybe about... Maybe I'm talking, talking about, about the, the Golden Globes. Or, or the Emmys. Um, because I think Abbott Elementary would not be up for an Oscar. It's not a what about Brad the with golden, all these fun facts. Sorry. What about fun the fact Golden Globe? I don't watch any of these, golden clearly. Golden Globes, People's um, Choice, golden, Emmys. Okay, Golden Globes. Yeah. Our goal in this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better, so together we can be a little better. Well, welcome to A Little Better Podcast. Um, different guy sitting over here in the host chair know, right? here because the... Uh, uh, student has become the master. I don't know what it's. Uh, <laughs> I just preached this weekend. That was it. So, is the chair so, more comfortable? It's uh, it's pretty comfortable. It's yeah, pretty comfortable. Nice. It, it, it 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 bristles with power. I can well. feel it. <laughs> A little bit of authority <laughs> over here. So, uh, Daniel, welcome to the podcast hey, that you normally it's host. Good to be here. You know, it's good to be here. <laughs> and uh, we loved hearing from you. You opened God's Word, and, sh- and you you brought the plane in for a landing. We did the Who Am I series. Yep. Week four, final week, uh, Drew did a great job for three weeks, yeah. and you closed the door. So why don't you give us your sermon in 60? Yeah. Let us know what happened. Yeah, so I capped off the series. Um, main focus was w- the voices that we listened to in our life, and there were three counterfeit voices and one real voice. And so I, I talked about the three counterfeits, but in the midst of our our struggle in our journey, the two passages was Genesis 3 and Matthew 4, um, is we don't study the counterfeits to know them, to not listen to them. We study the real thing, which is God's voice, God through God's word, through prayer, and through spending time with God's people. And so uh, as a conclusion, the, the conclusion wasn't like we run to a monastery and like never engage a culture, but uh, that knowing where our identity is rooted, who God declares us to be in Christ and our dependence on him propels us to engage the world as Christ calls us to, as his ambassadors, as his royal priesthood, chosen people, like all those different lists of who God declares us to be in Christ. But we have to have that firm, rooted identity in order to engage well uh, with our culture and our friends, family members, um, and everything else. So, yeah. 62 seconds. Yeah, that was impressive. I, I never really do it. That was impressive. Seconds. Yeah. Drew, Drew will get it done in 15 or something. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm talking about this. And okay. Like, now, yeah. if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea how incredibly rude I've been yeah, because we have someone else here too. Right. I didn't even acknowledge Michelle Geringer. Yeah. Um, and uh, give us your title. I mean, it's a, um, it's a very formal title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the Outreach Development Director at Northridge. Outreach yeah, Development. Yeah. And we'll take another podcast sometime. We we have. We have podcasts. We have unpacked past. that yeah, unpacked in that. previous yeah. podcasts. Yeah, so yeah. Michelle is a veteran of the podcast. Great to have her back. Thanks so for anyway, me. so for those listening... I've now acknowledged. Yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, great great host already, Yeah, Brad. I know. I'm, I'm learning as we go. We'll see. The audition still continues. All right. Well, listen, um, I, there were so many things about your, your message you know, I loved, but this question I often ask is, what did you leave on the table? I think yeah. anyone who studies, you know you're trying to whittle it down to 30 minutes of the most helpful, yeah. you know, have the playing at the right altitude, have the right view. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy to get lost in the weeds, but where there's some darlings there that you just couldn't make part of the sermon. Yeah, I think there's other, I mean, like, obviously, I did not 
draw all the conclusions or everything that's packed into Genesis chapter three. Mm-hmm. Like I was, my main focus was just, I want to point out, you know, the three voices in the story, like we see them present mm-hmm. and um, also like what the three kind of lies were and, and the conclusion that what happened in the sin, you know, mm-hmm. so I drew conclusions without like building a, a robust case, but um, in the in light of that, I trusted that you know Drew in the previous weeks had talked about the lies of the enemy, and we've spent countless weeks in Genesis chapter three, and so I wasn't able to like mm-hmm. you know if you want to use you know biblical academic words exegete that passage like I wanted to. I was really just like I want to read you this story and just point out like there's the enemy's voice, there's your like your in our own internal voice. Here's the culture or the settings Im- implication in this story, and it led them to sin. And what was that sin? It was, you know, them declaring their independence from God, their self-autonomy, their ex- self-expressive individualism. It was them saying, I know best for me. Um, and so that mm-hmm. was kind of my conclusion, which I, I tried to draw out. Uh, and then also, like, there's other connections. There's more biblical words that you could use for uh, the enemy, the your voice and culture's voice, like, uh, John Mark Comer in his book, Live No Lies, calls it the world, the flesh, and the devil, which is mm. probably a more biblical word, uh, words to use, but talking about the same things. And uh, 1 John 2.16 is another connection you could go to, which says these are the things that exist in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which mm-hmm. you could, other, other preachers have drawn conclusions of like, you see these three temptations in Genesis chapter 3, and those th- same three temptations in, in uh, Matthew chapter 4. And so the devil... You know, the enemy really has the same three tricks that he's been repackaging and reusing for all of time. Um, mm-hmm. But they still work on us because we as human beings are so, uh, dece- you know, easily tricked. I don't know is the right word. Hoodwinked. Gullib- uh, gullible. We're gullible. We're, <laughs> we, we really like the idea of being able to say, like, I, ha- I get to be the, the controller. I get to say what's best for me in my life or say what's best for someone else. We really like that power, that mm-hmm. control. And so that's why the devil doesn't have to be super creative uh, in our lives uh, with spiritual forces or, um, and how he tries to engage culture. We really like the idea of, you know, you saying that that chair reaps with power, you know. We really <laughs> like that power. We really like that. And so, Absolutely. Um, I didn't get to press into those things a lot, but, um, yeah, th- that's still on the table, but influencing yeah. The talk and my preparation. Yeah, maybe flattered is another way. We said gullible. Yeah. Maybe flattered is another way. We're so know, easily flattered, right? I yeah. mean, we, you tell us something wonderful about us, we're very inclined yeah. to you, believe Yeah, you think it. about the implications of, of what the devil basically tries to tell Eve is like, God's holding out on you, and there's more when you mm-hmm. take this, when you grasp this. Like, you know, there's more there. Um, and, and Adam and Eve, they're both present there. Uh, we just mm-hmm. have the interaction with, you know, the serpent who is the devil and, and Eve, we have that present there, but in the, Adam's right there, you know, the whole time. They're both getting deceived. And, and when you look at Paul's writings in Romans, he blames, you know, Adam. You know, he says Adam was the one who, who sinned too. And so it's like we see that there of us, but that sin is like them wanting to take it on their own terms, you know, mm-hmm. which I said sin was anytime we define what's good for ourselves or other people apart from God. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's what, I think that's a good definition for sin. It's like, I think this is good, so I'm going to do this, period. And so it's just like, yeah, man, it's just, it's hard. It's, but it's been happening for all of human history. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I would say I left on the table, if you will. 
All right. Uh, Michelle, anything grab you? And, uh, and I mean, anything you wish Daniel talked more about when you were listening? It's a great question. It's a good question. Um, I really, I really loved just the, the whole concept of this. I was thinking a lot about this counterfeit money idea mm-hmm. and how, you know, bank tellers, they know the real thing because they spend so much time with it. And I was just thinking about all the different counterfeits that are in our life, all the different ways that we kind of mm-hmm. allow untruths that we like repeat to ourselves and I think like we were kind of debriefing a little bit you know after the sermon and and noticing like oh yeah it's it's Netflix it's you know things like from our culture from our surroundings and and then you know we I feel like sometimes with our culture and with our surroundings we just we know enough about them that we think we're immune to them but Mm -hmm. we're we're not immune to them they're Mm -hmm. continually influencing Mm -hmm. us and then we allow those things to repeat in our mind like over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. we don't allow the truth of God's word to repeat in our mind over and over and that over repetition. again. You, you pointed mm-hmm. out yeah. in the in the, in pre-preach time. We've talked about pre-preach before that we you know vet the sermon before it's live yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. And um, you pointed out in pre-preach time about Drew talking about in week two how the devil's primary usage of lies or how he employs that um, that Drew talked about repetition. You know, yeah. he says it over and over and over again. You say it enough times, then you, you start, start to believing, believe right? And true, so, right? Um, and, and I want to be careful here with what, what, what I'm about to say, but like, I, I don't want people to walk away from the sermon or the podcast, hopefully, and think that we're like, Netflix is the devil, you know, or, or you know, of, of saying like, they are counterfeits and they're, uh, I loved your, your question, Brad, um, mm-hmm. in pre-preach, we talked about like, after you do watch something through media or, um, mm-hmm. Uh, a video on YouTube or TikTok or whatever the case would be, asking yourself the question, like, what was the point of that? Like, what was the creators, mm-hmm. the you know, the TikTok influencer or the producer for that movie? Like, right. what was the story they were trying to tell mm-hmm. in that? And and mm-hmm. honestly, like, assess it is like, you know, can put it up against the real thing of of spending time in God's word and saying, like, does this, is this true? Mm-hmm. You know, um, not just we can so easily go into autopilot mode in our life when mm-hmm. we just start accepting everything. And if we accept everything on the same level that we intake, mm-hmm. we're going to be really wonky of like being able to tell the truth from a lie mm-hmm. just in general in our lives. Right. Like in, in period, like we need to, you know, put on some critical glasses, yeah. if you will, of like, what is the truth? Yeah. And is this, the, is this the truth? Yeah. You know, and be able to talk. And if you're a parent, being able to talk to your kids like that about those things, it's not like, let's boycott everything tied to uh, media and let's boycott everything tied to culture. Let's go live in a cabin in the woods and right. just go off the grid. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how Jesus engages in his life. Like, I loved mm-hmm. your influence in the sermon of talking about how Matthew chapter 4 isn't that we should all, the conclusion isn't we all go and retreat into the wilderness, but the conclusion mm. is like, we have to have a firm foundation before we launch into the world. Yeah, it's and clearly that, set up yeah. as the preparation for his public ministry. Yeah. He's, when that is done, he's ready to go public. Yeah, because at the end move, of Matthew chapter four, that yeah. moves into like, mm-hmm. he starts preaching the gospel of the kingdom, repent, mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He, mm-hmm. Jesus then goes from the wilderness of that seclusion when he, uh-huh. you know, if you want to say defeats the devil yeah. uh, in that regard, where he goes and then he starts moving to the synagogues, to the, right. he, he engages culture, he starts teaching and healing and, and, and doing all these miracles, like, but that was his preparation point. And so for us, we have to have that firm foundation in our lives 
and then engage right. uh, our culture. And if Jesus needed it, how much more do we need ah, it? Absolutely. Right? If Jesus needed that time apart, you know, and that silence and that and that preparation. Um, go ahead. I, I have a quick question for you guys. Yeah. Do you guys ever uh, go to do a yoga class? I've never done a yoga I, class. Never? I did Brad? yoga before my knee replacements. Oh, before your knee? Okay. Hey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had an experience. I used experience. to love yoga. I had an experience in a yoga class of course, this now week. We've, now we've got all kinds of people asking questions of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll defer those Please to another email podcast. B-Files <laughs> at Um Yeah. So I had an experience at a yoga class this week that I thought was exactly yeah. in line with this, right? So I'm I'm in class because I, I want the stretching and it's like a power yoga class. So there's a little bit of exercise involved in that. It's it's just you, you walk out feeling so good. Mm-hmm. But there's also some messaging that I think sometimes yoga classes are a little bit more into this idea of mindfulness and sometimes they're not. And yeah. so when I walk into a class, this was a new class with a new teacher. And I just I was just starting to notice that my environment was telling me some messaging mm-hmm. that wasn't fully in line with biblical truth. And so I, you know, I was listening and she was talking about emptying your mind and finding your identity within yourself. And I was like, this is exactly what we're preaching about right now at church. And in just this concept of centering yourself deep within yourself. And I just kept praying on my mat, God, Uh I want to center myself in you. And I want you to be my center and you to be my rock. And I'm not going to center myself in my own identity. I'm going to center myself in you. And it was just funny as we were talking about this, I'm thinking, this is this is exactly what yeah. happened. That my environment was telling me something, and and at first, you know, I'm just I'm just doing yoga. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. am I doing this position right? Can I hold this pose? And then all of a sudden, I found myself yeah. thinking, oh, you know, this this isn't this isn't something that I align with. And I want to pray, you know, I want to pray a little bit while I'm hearing these messages, so that I make sure that I continue to ground myself where I want to be grounded. I I love that so much. I'm so glad you did because because well, as soon as you said yoga, my mind was ahead to yeah, the spiritual that, implication and, yeah. and yeah. messages. I mean, I've yeah. done yoga and they say namaste. I'm like, do I say namaste back? You know? No, that's a great question though. Because there was a whole worldview kind of, a, you know, that, you know, that, that can be associated of. and sometimes yeah. it's not. So yeah. it's, it, yeah, it's a gray area. Of, it's, it's, you are enough, mm-hmm. you know, and so therefore you need to empty all the clutter uh-huh. So that you can find mm-hmm. that center in yourself because you are enough. Like mm-hmm. Eastern mysticism. I think more Eastern, yeah. Um, and, and that spirituality of that Eastern mm-hmm. mystical but I think that is appeals. emptying. I, it, there's so I think much that appeals, that appeals to, to us as well, a I culture. Think you have even, to move through it with discernment. Yeah, right? even through Western eyes, like mm-hmm. with us in a culture of just hyper busyness, over, you know, we're overindulged. We are so bloated with mm-hmm. information yeah. uh, in our culture. So there's something, there's piece that of like empty yourself, empty your mind. It's like, I would love to do that. Right. You know? uh, and there's like, some seeds of truth. what do you fill it with? Yeah, there's, there's some, some seeds of truth in, in prayer and silence and emptying sure. our minds so that we can fill it with Christ. Yeah, but we don't two, empty, yeah, right, we don't empty two. our mind to be empty. We empty our mind so that God can fill us. And yeah. that's what Jesus was doing when he yeah. went out to the desert to pray before he yeah. launched himself into his ministry. He was filling yeah. himself with the Spirit. And so, you know, yeah. it's interesting that the devil came to him to do the temptations at the end, you know, at the end of 
this time of his prayer and fasting, yeah. he was in some arguable, you could arguably say he was spiritually at a really strong place. Uh-huh. You know, he was, he yeah. was weak in body, but strong in, in his time with, with the yeah. Lord. Because yeah. you think about being, I think there's a lot of like conversations around this series and how do we move forward from here about formation, about spiritual formation of being shaped and mm-hmm. molded in the image of Christ. You know, Romans 12, one and two about we, we not be conformed to the image of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And but like to, in order to be transformed, if you think about that whole process of like if we're one image and we want to be made into something different, there's almost a deformation into a transformation. Like we have to deform, like we have to break down those lies and those false mm-hmm. truths and be reformed into the image of Christ. And so Brad and I were talking before we started recording about like what is the practicality behind some of these principles? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, everything is shaping us. There's no right. neutral things in our life. Like every mm-hmm. decision, everything that we intake, it either has a positive or negative effect in our formation of who we are becoming. Um, we use the regard. word repetition. We could also yeah. lay down other words like quantity yeah. or exposure, yeah. right? Because obviously the more you're exposed, the more more opportunity for repetition. Yeah. And you just think about that whole balance bandwidth of, you know, cultural influence, you know, out there versus my intentional step aside space for spiritual influence. Mm -hmm. One of my verse of the year last year, I pulled it up on my phone was Proverbs four. Um, you didn't memorize it. I didn't. I, well, I was making sure I got the reference, the reference right. You memorized the words. I wanted the <laughs> reference right. Four six, four twenty six. So it's give careful thought to the path of your feet uh, and be steadfast in all your ways. Uh-huh. If you're so, listening, he did that from memory. I did. I just yeah, put my phone down. Boom! Listening. I'm ready. And so, what that verse? If you reflect on that verse and like commentators and reading that, it's like give careful thought to the and that phrasing in Hebrew and both in the. You know, Old Testament and New Testament. When you're talking about the the way you walk or the path of your feet, it's a it's a illustration about the way you live your life. It's not about like make sure you stay on the sidewalk. Um, and so it's like if you don't like your life, think about the way you're living and what changes and adjustments you need to make in order to have a different result. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the definition of insanity, we've heard it a hundred million times, is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And so if you don't like who you are, or if you're struggling in your spiritual formation, well, maybe it... It's not just this formula of like, boop, 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 pump, disciple, but there is things of like, the structure of your life and what you are doing and what influences are influencing you all have an impact on you. And Mm -hmm. maybe you need to change some of those. It's not about just like more scripture, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is. It's more scripture and then maybe less of certain other things. And we all have to be, have the spirit of discernment in us to say like, how much is too much of social media in my life? Mm-hmm. How much is too? Because what we're we're not saying is like you need to boycott all news outlets, boycott all mm-hmm. so media, boy, you know, get all the TVs out of your house. It, mm-hmm. No, no, we're not saying that. But we all have to say like, what kind of person am I after? You know, we were talking about this these time studies of right. the average per. You know, every person on the planet has twenty four hours in a day. Mm-hmm. So if we sleep eight hours, so we have what twenty six waking hours. Is that my math right? Sixteen. So, Sixteen. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sixteen. I said the wrong word. Twenty six. We have two more hours. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, no, sixteen waking hours, uh-huh. and the average Westerner who has media spends anywhere from six to eight hours a day uh-huh. with with a screen. Yeah. 
So that's, you know, when you total up all social media time and everything. So you're spending literally 50% of your time on average with technology and just consuming, consuming, Mm -hmm. consuming. Mm -hmm. Like, is that really what, how you want to live your life? I think that's just a question that you have to ask yourself is like, is that really what you want your existence to be? Just from a plain human perspective, not not even a spiritual perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to spend literally half your life looking at a screen? Yeah, and and if not, well, we need to make some adjustments then. Right, we um, have plenty of secular voices even acknowledging yeah. this is an experiment we're not very far into, right? Yeah. Like two thousand seven for the iPhone yeah. or something, but mm-hmm. we're not very far into this. But just how 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 that rewires our brains in yeah. that way? We're talking about rewiring our brains in the right way or the wrong way, right? Yeah. If you go with the flow in terms of the screen exposure, the way your brain gets rewired is alarming, you know, you know, attention deficit, anxiety, yeah. you know, all kinds of things that come up there. But there are ways, you were, you were mentioning before the podcast, there was a way to yeah. rewire your brain positively. Yeah, there, there's just one tool that I've implemented this year with the new iOS. So like, I mean, I have an iPhone, I mean, and I have an iPad, like I have, I have these devices, but I've tried to like control them, not let them control me. We love Android so, people too. Uh, I don't, but you know, you know, we all need Jesus, so it's fine. Uh, just kidding, it's a joke. Uh, but like flip phone people out there, flip phone people, shout out. Um, and so like one thing with the new iOS is like you can do customize, uh, customization on the focus time. Mm-hmm. And so like I built in like a custom focus when I open my Bible app, the Uversion Bible app, it, it turns off all notifications, all calls, all text, it, nothing comes through on my phone. Like it just, it's all quietly delivered. Doesn't pop up on the top mm-hmm. of my screen. My phone doesn't make a noise, doesn't vibrate. And so I use the Uversion Bible app every day for my Bible reading. My, I use the inner room app for prayer. And it's the same thing as that. It automatically sets my phone to what I called reading mode. Uh, I, that's what I just typed it in. And like anytime I open one of those two apps, it boom, full focus and attentive. And I, I, I was telling you before, like, I don't always read the Bible on my Bible app, but I use it for my reading plan. Sometimes I'll let it mm-hmm. read the Bible to me out loud and I'll be following along a physical copy. Sometimes I, I, I do, it depends on the day of what the day brings, but I, I have that so that the technology, it, I'm trying to focus in on the word of God to intake it into my life well. And, and that's just a practical way that like, instead of like, I'm selling my iPhone and, and you know, getting a flip phone or no phone, what or the case of be of like, and I those wanted, could be good choices. And those could be good choices for you. But I tried <clears> to <throat> say, okay, how can I redeem it? But right. um, the other opposite thing, something I didn't redeem is I only have Facebook because I, I, just all other, I, I wasn't good at managing the amount of time that Instagram or TikTok and I just, the choice that I made was like, nah, I don't want to be on those things. And so, mm-hmm. but, and that's the choice that I said, I'm going to choose not to do those. Um, cause I, and that mainly was, I did a test study for three months and and I had the question like, can I read more books and have more quality time with people if I just say, I'm not going to have these things. And it, it ring true. Like I went from reading like one book a month to reading like a book a week. Mm -hmm. And cause it was like, I just replaced the time I was spending on social media with, okay, I'm going to carry this book around with me and I'll read it anytime that I would have grabbed my phone. And I was like, wow, this Mm -hmm. sounds really cool. Like I want to be a good leader, a good pastor, a good husband, a good father, like, and -hmm. I want to learn. And so this is a good way of learning versus Instagram. So I chose not to engage in that, but redeem the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the world of, you know, spiritual formations, it's just important to take where you are now. You know, we're thinking about who we want to become, who we're becoming. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's important to think about 
what's our next step? Not yeah. like, okay, if we want to become this person that reads one book a week, then we have to yeah. all of a sudden implement all these changes, you mm. know, all at once. It's just important to think, okay, like what's one small step? Maybe it's like deleting apps from your phone. So yeah. you would have to go onto your computer to access them. Yeah, right. Or, you know, just some, some small thing. Or maybe it's maybe it's a five minutes a day that you're going to spend in intentional prayer that, yeah. you know, you used to not. And so I think those like small mm -hmm. steps really make those changes over time. And yeah. so as you, have, you have to be careful not to think about, oh, well, I want to be this person that spends, you know, mm -hmm. all this time in silent prayer and doing yeah. all these things. And it, it can really overwhelm you so quickly when it comes to the I mean, world. One thing, just speaking of my own journey, like mm -hmm. this year I made an adjustment in the month of January, right? And so I reflected on the past year and what I had like, how I'd been formed over the past year when it came to technology in my phone. And like one thing I realized is even though I didn't have social media and I, the main usages of my phone that I had was like iBooks and Kindle was like literally the main usages that I had. Mm -hmm. I was spending a lot of time on the email app. Like I had just replaced the time that I may have in the past been on social media or something else of like, I was getting really addicted, if you will, to like, I got to make sure I'm up to date and work because I want to be a good employee. I want to be a good pastor. I want to make sure people get responded to. <clears throat> I was just like, most of the time I'm refreshing these. It's like, there's nothing actually there. So what mm -hmm. benefit does this have in my life? And I was checking them while I was at home and I was supposed to be spending quality time with my family and, and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to delete this app off my phone and only have it on my iPad or have to be get on my computer to check my email and have a scheduled time. And there were a couple of weeks where it was like, I was grabbing my phone, like looking for my email app and realized like, it's not there. Like, uh, and so I had to be deformed in that. And, mm -hmm. and now I, I'm not grabbing my phone to check my email cause I know it's not there. Um, but that's been weeks in the process to do that of Jay Kim. He's a pastor in Silicon Valley of like right down the road from Apple uh, at a church. I was listening to him on a podcast and they encourage their people to be at least a net minus one of the apps on their phone. Mm -hmm. And so it's like each month, just delete one app and ask yourself the question, like after that month that you delete one app of, do you still have a meaningful existence? And mm -hmm. you know, it, yeah. it's like, so if you're notice how the path of your feet, if you will, Proverbs 426 and be steadfast in all your ways. Like make those adjustments in your life one step at a time. I love what John Mark Comer talks about when like the WWJD trend of like, what would Jesus do? He adds a couple of letters at the end of that of like, if he were you. So like <laughs> where you're at in your formation, what mm -hmm. is your next step? So in all of our next step is different, but we all yeah. have steps. Yeah. So, Well, I love that. You guys ended it where I wanted to end it, which was some practical yeah. steps. And I just love... I love the example of yoga, just and that's just one of so many places we go through mm -hmm. and think as with your Christian identity, you know, mm -hmm. you know, through this thing and rewiring, you know, your phone and you know that kind of thing, strategy. But tech uses billions of dollars of research yeah. to influence you, and if the any. If the product is free, like all these platforms are free to use. Yeah. Sure. If the product is free, the product is you. Mm. You are the one is being sold to advertisers and to, sold to others. So yeah. let's turn the tide, right? Instead of being right. influenced, how can we be a spiritual influence? How can we move? How can we have that rooted identity move into the world and influence it instead of letting it influence us? So thanks for the practical advice. And I hope that it gives you uh, something to use even this very week yeah. to root your identity more deeply. We'll catch you next time.